What's good, everybody? Clutch Coos is back in the 202, and fellow Flintstone Monte Morris is headed to Mon or to Motown, rather, next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup, $200 with promo code Locked On. That's pr- prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. So, as you know, Kyle Kuzma, Clutch Coos is back in the 202. Re-sign, the Wizards re-signed him to a four-year, $102 million contract. So, E, Clutch Coos is back. So, um, with all the moves this offseason, with trading Bradley Bill, trading KP, um, and going into a direction of a potential rebuild, how does signing Coos affect the direction of this team going forward? Um, so, I, I think it's a solid move. I think it's a solid signing. I get both sides of the argument. How does it affect it? Now, what they can do, they sign them to a reasonable deal, four years, $102 million, $25 million per year. Uh, I think that's a very good and reasonable contract for Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma was looking for $30 million. That's that's the reports that we saw a couple of days before, um, the reports that he was connected to the Houston Rockets. Of course, everybody was connected to Houston because they had so much uh, cap space. They just threw money to Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Uh, the Kings were reportedly interested, and they signed uh, Harrison Barnes instead. Um, I feel like there was another you – know, the Pacers were interested, but they, they signed Bruce Brown instead. So after those moves happened, it was like, okay, there might be a ch- – there's a big chance that Kuzma's coming back. But how does it affect our future? Um, I think as a guy that's a veteran leader, a clutch player, like you said, um, a, a, a player that uh, that fans can get behind. As, of course, the fashion, some of that stuff doesn't matter, but, you know, the pink sweater, all that stuff. Um, the hat I got right here, we got that on, on the night that uh, Kuzma designed the hat. Um, but yeah, he's a clutch player. He's a veteran leader. He's a guy that's taking Denny under his wing. Isaiah Todd, he's not on the roster anymore, but he's a guy that, that, uh, that Isaiah Todd has looked up to. Jordan Goodwin, who's not on the roster anymore, he said that Kuzma's been a, a vocal leader for the team. And we see it. We see Kyle Kuzma taking young guys under his wing when he played well with uh, Rui and Denny two years ago. Um, and, and Kyle Kuzma had a couple of clutch games, the clutch game against the Pistons. Uh, the game winner against the Miami Heat, the clutch uh, three against the Bulls, even though he lost that game where DeMar DeRozan hit the crazy three. But Kyle Kuzma's a guy that you can get the ball to down the stretch, and he'll make something happen. Now, the pros and cons of it is it's a good contract that you can flip. I do feel like you can get a first-round pick for Kyle Kuzma if he plays well this season. Average 21 points a game, seven seven boards. He's a good rebounder, solid passer. Yes, is he, is he a heat check guy? Does he take some questionable shots? Does he take some tough shots? All that is true about Kyle Kuzma's game. The young guys, is he going to take away shots from them? Minutes, all that stuff is true. Do we, we prefer? Would some people prefer to see Denny play more or Blau play more minutes or Baldwin or some younger guys play minutes? That may be true too. And you know, I don't think, I don't think bringing him back is going to raise our win total by that much. Where it still kind of takes away the direction of the team, where they're kind of trying to get more assets. In the best draft pick, the best draft is it doesn't have to be tanking, but just really getting the best draft position that you can get. Um, so that's been the question mark about it is that you're still kind of in this middle build if you bring Kuzma back and Jordan Poole. 
Because both those guys, they're going to be getting up a lot of shots. Jordan Poole's going to get up a lot of shots. And Kyle Kuzma certainly is going to get a lot of shots as well. So um, I think it's a good move bringing him back on a reasonable contract. He's a good leader, veteran, can teach some of the young guys. Um, good offensive player. And, of course, with the new um, CBA rules, you do have to meet a salary cap for um, and bringing back Kuzma, I was looking at it on spot rack right now. We're $12 million uh, over the uh, salary cap floor, but we still were way under the luxury tax, which is something that's a, a positive spot where under Ted, we were always right at the luxury tax, but right now we're $29 million uh, under the luxury tax. But as far as the uh, cap floor, we're over it by $12 million. So you, you just had to meet that cap floor. And I think he's a solid player that is still going to be. And you hear him in interviews, too. He says good things about Denny. He's always honest. Um, he's honest in interviews. He's honest about West Unsell Jr., uh, talking about the 15-point leads that were blown. So he's he's an honest guy. He's a guy that's going to um, wear what he says on his sleeve, on his shoulder. And I, I think right now with the build that we're doing right now to flip him, I think, honestly, I feel like you can get some valuable assets for him. I don't think they want it. They're thinking it's personally they did not want to let him leave without getting anything in, re in return where I think they can get some value for him. Now, you did just see John Collins get flipped for two second round picks, basically the same contract. But Kyle Kuzma at this point is better than John Collins. So I feel like there's a lot of contenders that are going to be looking for Kyle Kuzma. If they would have traded him before the trade deadline, this is this is another mess up or mistake by Tommy Shepard where they probably really should have just hit the reset button before the trade deadline and ship guys off to get value Porzingis um, and Kuzma. And probably should have spoke with Bill and been honest with him. But it's too late now. And Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, Travis Schlenk, they're all trying to recoup value and assets. They're just trying to do – they're trying to just take care of the mess that was left on them right now. So, And that's kind of the best thing they can do. I mean, yes, they could have let him walk. But at the same time, I feel like it is better to try to get some assets for Kyle Kuzma. So I understand both sides of the argument. But I am trusted in the process of the new front office that – Hey, let's let's see what Kuzma can do. We know he's going to put up numbers. We know he's going to be a, a he's going to be a good playmaker. And I just want to bring up some good numbers because a lot of people try to take a dump on Kyle Kuzma with stats analytics, talking about win shares and how he affects the team in a negative way and shot selection. I get that 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 is valuable too. But per Basketball Index, and he he was a good defender last year too. He was a solid defender. So he was 99th. He was in the 99th percentile per Basketball Index for passing creation quality. So he does find teammates for open shots. And a lot of times where he is taking bad shots, it's at the end of the shot clock where guys are giving him the ball and he has to throw up a grenade. So not all of it is his fault. Uh, rim shot making, 85 percentile. He is a 6'10 four that gets downhill and gets to the basket. Not a lot of guys that are 6'10 can move at his speed and put the ball on the floor and get to the basket and create, get the board and push, hit uh, uh, outside shots as well. So he has a unique uh, skill set. Uh, Three-point shot making, 80th percentile. Um, and then openness rating was 7th percentile. He, he does not get open much at all. Um, he takes a lot of tough shots, and th that's a part of the offense. Now, positions defended, uh, he defends power force 28% of the time, small force 23% of the time, point guards 13% of the time, and shooting guards 23% of the time, and centers 10% of the time. So that shows his defensive versatility. So I think it's a solid move. I don't mind it at all. I think it's a very good move. Um, three main points why. Uh, number one, Every ship needs a captain. You need leadership. Last season, he was the main leader. You know, we we did, we both said that, you know, KP, he had ways that he led, kind of the quiet leader, but the, he was the leader last year. Kuzma was a leader last year. You know, if you look at body language, if you look at the fact that even when injured, when you see your young guys with the coach in, in the huddle, 
he's out there and he's talking to young guys. He's directing young guys. You know, he's, you know, he was the leader last year. So it, this was a very, very good move. You know, he's going to lead by example to these young guys. And it kind of goes into my second point. Him and Jordan Poole are going to be fun to watch. I mean, who says rebuilds have to be, be trash basketball? They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, him and Jordan Poole are going to score some baskets, man. Um, yeah, taking away menace, you know, this and that. But that's been an MO behind Denny since all four years, man. You know, people being in front of him. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think he's going to be all right. I think the young guy's going to be all right because, again, you have a guy who's led by example. And, to, I mean, if you add that with the fact that Jordan Poole, you know, the first thing he did when Blau Kulabali was drafted was what? Cinema text. Leadership. You know, maybe, the, you know, a change of scenery is good for Poole, which is a whole other conversation because we're talking about Coos. But great move, in my opinion. Great move because, like you said, with the CBA rules, man, you had to spend 90% of the cap. So why not bring a familiar face who is known to have chemistry in his locker room, who's known to be a fan favorite, and who's shown leadership? Why not? Bring him back because you had to fill that cap up with somebody. So why not bring a guy who has shown leadership to his organization? And he's going to be a great example to these young guys. Um, another point, man, like that you just made is that he can be flipped at the deadline and you you should be able to get a good return for Kyle Kuzma. You should be able to get a first round pick. So, I mean, it, I think it's, it's all pluses. I get it. You know, I, looking at the cons, I'm with the E, looking at the cons, you know, he shoots a lot, but look, it's a rebuild. So <laughs> him and Poole are going to score, man. And both of them going forward can be pieces that can be moved. So I think this is a great move for his organization, man. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be that leader. And he's going to lead by example to these young guys, man, because he was a very popular guy in the locker room and a very popular guy as far as the fan base, man. So this was a good move because we had to spend that money because, you know, you mentioned if you look at Houston, you know, the reports coming out that they were, you know, as much as they they were very hesitant with Van Fleet. I mean, they didn't want to spend that money, but they had to. So, you know, and they picked up Dylan Brooks. So they, they had to spend that money. So, I mean, I believe, what was it, um, $50 million plus in cap room than Houston Rockets had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had to spend that money. So if you, you know, I'm going to kind of hit this point again, is that if you're going to spend that money, why not bring a guy who's a proven leader, a guy who you know is going to come in and be popular, and then bring instead of bringing just another fresh face. So, you know, in closing, man, I love it, man. I think it's a really good movie. Yes, sir. So we're going to get to more about the move and then uh, talking about Monte Morris. But before we do that, we're going to get to a quick word for uh, from prize picks. Yes, we are. So prize picks, how does it work? Well, you pick two to six players and they go score more or less than the prize picks proje- projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, good God, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational over 30 states in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play Daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on as sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, we are going to have a special guest, Locked On Warriors, on to chop it up and talk about Jordan Poole and what he brings to the Wizards. So definitely tune in tomorrow for that. So next on the agenda, um, 
fellow dude from Flint, Michigan, <laughs> going in the opposite direction. Um, the Wizards sent Monte Morris to the Detroit Pistons for a 2027 second round pick. Uh, so the question is, E, do you think the Wizards got the maximum package for Monte, or you think it was kind of best case scenario as far as what you can get in return for Monte Morris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get to Monte two of course and another stat i found too is for the people who bash uh coups with numbers too um so nba point uh, nba power for free agents in the top five highest defensive estimated plus minus rating last season uh kyle kuzma was third in that free agent list number one was draymond green with a plus uh 3.0 in the 99th percentile justice winslow with plus two point two and a half and plus minus in the 90th percentile and kyle kuzma was uh, plus 1.5 in the 90th percentile as well so those are some good numbers and also quotes from Michael Winger on the radio on the uh, junk on 106.7 the fan, he said, I would be extremely surprised if we're one of those bottom out tanking type of teams. It's just not my DNA. It's not in Will's DNA and it's not in Wes's DNA. Uh, so that's what he said. I mean, and he said this team's going to be fun and exciting, a fun and exciting basketball team. And I can still see that with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. They may not win a lot of games. I think what they're going to look like, I think they're going to be like the Utah Jazz of last year, where everybody thought the Utah Jazz, that they were going to tank and get the best draft position that they were going to get even though that might have been the best situation for them. But they had a good team with Colin Sexton, uh, Mike Conley, Lori Markin, and um, Walker Kessler. They drafted well. They overachieved. And Jordan Clarkson, you know, they won more games than what they what they should have. But at least they built up that young core. They found somebody in Lori Markin that they, 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 they can definitely build around. So maybe they can find something like that here in D.C. Um, but to get back to the question for sure, um, Monte, man, it, it's about time, man. He had the popcorn emoji, and then he was on TV actually too. He was on um, Stadium with um, – or or was it – I, I got to remember the channel. I don't know if he was on the, on, on there with, with Sham Sharania, but he was doing some type of TV segment. And then the funny thing is Tommy Shepard was on TV as well on NBA TV doing the free agency show on NBA TV. So it's just funny all these – uh, former Wizards on TV talking. You know, the thing is, when you get fired, usually you immediately get a job on TV. Um, that's what happens in the NFL, too, with coaches. But that's neither here neither here that, or there. But uh, Monte Morris, honestly, um, I'm just not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, we talked about it. You know, he was on there putting up the popcorn emoji and, you know, turning his profile picture black and taking his name off the pro- – or taking the Wizards off his profile. And I was like, man, look, there's really no popcorn needed for this. There's no popcorn needed for – getting back a second round pick it's just not it was it was basically a salary dump now they did get a 9.8 trade um a 9.8 trade million trade exception um i saw that from the athletics so that's that's good that we got that but um we had so many backup point guards tyus jones uh delon right as a backup so so many so many backup point guards there's just so many point guards on the roster so we had we had to move on from one of them and monte's the odd man out he gets to go back to where he's from in flint michigan like he brought up earlier um, so it, it just is what it is on that. We weren't going to get a bunch of second round picks. Once again, we get another second round pick. It is a 2027 second round pick. Um, so we have about what 60 second round picks. So maybe we can use those to get other guys. Now you look at some other moves around, the, around the league using second round picks. Obi Toppin was traded for two second round picks. Um, I want to look at the Kenyan, Kenyan Martin's son, KJ Martin. I need to look at his trade, but I, I believe he was traded for a couple second round picks too. So um, you can flip those second round picks for young guys. Maybe I, I personally think we should have went after maybe a guy like, uh, Kenyon Martin's son, just to bring some athleticism to the team, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that just shows you what second round picks get you. And if you want to move up in the draft, like we did this year with, to get Bilal, you attach two second round picks to it, you move up one spot, and you get your guy. And the Wizards did that with Bilal Kulabali. So uh, I'm not I'm not surprised at all with the Monte trade. I'm not. I didn't think it was going to be a first or anything like that. No, nah, I'm not surprised at all. He, he was definitely the guy that had to go. Um, 
DeLon Wright has more value. I mean, none against Monte Morris, just DeLon Wright can defend. You know, he's shown some leadership last year. Um, so, you know, it was, it, we all knew that it was inevitable that he was going to be moved. Um, and I think that was by a pretty good move to get a second round pick and the trade exception. So, yeah, I, my thing is this, man. I'm going to get on, you know, the whole turning the screen black and popcorn is like, come on, man. You know, this is a business. Come on, man. Really? You catch your feelings, man. Like, I mean, were you mad when Denver sent you here? Like, I don't, I don't see all that, man. It's like being criticized for not being that guy at starting point guard, man. I mean, come on. You, you're not the guy. Just, you know, just, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. But, um, Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a good. I think it was a good trade, Brandon. Is, is what you were saying. Um, we just weren't going to get much value from Monte at all. We were just. We just weren't going to get much. And um, not a bad player. Good assist to turnover ratio. Um, good guy off the court. All that you know. Of course, you know he's with the Nuggets, so it's unfortunate that he didn't get to win a championship with the Nuggets. Once he got traded from the Nuggets, then um, you know he comes to the Wizards, and then the Nuggets win the NBA Finals. So it's, it's unfortunate with the way it worked out for Monte, but. Um, I think he's a guy that can certainly help out a playoff team uh, for sure in the future. So um, we're going to get to comments right here. My guy, Brandon, he should be getting back in pretty soon. Um, but we are live here. So there's a lot of comments here. We're going to get to comments here. Uh, Johnny D or yeah, Johnny D says question mark. Michael Wilder said it's trying to feel like the new 90% minimum rule is way too good of an anti-tank mechanism. Yeah, they are trying to keep teams from tanking. Um, and it's always been like that because even with Ernie Grunfeld, uh, I want to say the 2016 season, you know, they signed a bunch of guys. They signed uh, Andrew Nicholson. They signed Andrew uh, Andrew um, Nicholson, uh, Jan Mahimi. Um, and Ernie Grunfeld was just saying that, you know, they had to use the cap space to sign players, you know, because they had to meet that cap minimum. So um, that's unfortunate that they, they missed out on Kevin Durant. They missed out on Al Horford and they pivoted and they just made moves and, and signed guys to, to contracts to meet the uh, minimum cap floor. So. Um, but yeah, and then Adam Silver, he wants to do a, a, a play a mid season tournament kind of to get teams away from tanking as well. So there's many ways Adam Silver definitely is looking, uh, to get teams away from bottoming out, uh, per se. All right. Um, Daniel Hines said, I'm all for it. Make teams pay their guys and avoid having been explicitly built to be really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the Sixers with trust the process. They were bad for years and years and years. You kind of look what the Rockets did now, and you look at the Spurs, you look at the Pistons, what they've been doing the past couple of years. Um, a lot of teams have certainly done it and, and tried to bottom out so they can get picks. Um, even the Hawks, you look at the Hawks, they're rebuilding. Um, they did that with Travis Schlank. They ended up getting Trey Young. Uh, a lot of teams have done that. It, it's a way that you rebuild. People do it in football, too. They tank for the, for the best quarterback or the best prospect they believe are available because they want to get the elite guy. Um, and they're trying to do that with the lottery too, because they, they even changed the percentage of the lottery. So they, they're trying to move away from that for sure. Um, XD underscore Zaytoven says, our rotation is literally not bad at all. Uh, Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Denny, Kuz, Gaff is a very balanced starting five, and Kispert, Landry Shamit, Tristan Fuksovic, shooting off the bench with Bilal and Johnny Taco being wild card. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. Um I think the starting five is certainly up in the air. Uh, I think Tyus Jones is most likely going to be your day one starter at the point guard. I think uh, Jordan Poole is definitely going to be your starter at, at the two guard. I think the three spot is the one that has the biggest question mark at this point. And that's kind of how it was last year because everybody was like, okay, you know, 
Monte's going to start, Brad's going to start, uh, and then Porzingis going to start at the five, and then Kuz at the four, and then Denny started at three, and it was kind of like Denny versus Will Bard. Now this year is Denny versus Corey Kispert. So, you know, can Denny really grab the bull by the horns and take over that three spot? Or is Kuz going to be at the three and then Denny at the four? <clears throat> Excuse me. The biggest question mark for me is the shooting with Denny, and, and that was a big reason why uh, Gafford was inserted into the starting lineup because Denny struggled from the three. You know, and they had to just put – they West made an adjustment and he decided to put Gafford in there next to Porzingis where, you know, Gafford could take on more of the physicality and Porzingis could just st- stick out there at the, at the three-point line. Um, but Denny at some points, you know, the defense just wasn't he – wasn't, he wasn't a threat out there offensively. So West made a change and, you know, Porzingis started to start, certainly started to play better when Gaff was on the floor. So um, that's just the question mark with me with Denny. You just can't go out there and shoot 29% from the three-point line to start. It's just hard to – to have him out there and do I get the defensive side of the ball, but that's the question mark there. You know, I think defensively, yeah, I think it would be, it would be an advantage for him to start. But um, once again, if he goes out there, you know, and it, it's not a threat at all offensively shooting the ball, then it's, it's just hard to start him. It's, it's really difficult to do that. So that's, that's my take on it. I see a lot of people having Denny start. Um, I wouldn't mind it, but like I said, he's, he's got to go out there and prove it. He's got to go out there and prove it. Um, Shugs BZ says time is money. Let's go. Uh, Wyatt Law says, must be some sort of Wizards breaking news. Yeah, so the, the news came out Friday. The Wizards didn't waste much time at all with signing Kyle Kuzma. Uh, free agency started at 6, and then I think they made the move around, like, really 6-10. No more than 10 minutes of the starting free agency. They, they made the move to start and um, and bring back Kyle Kuzma. So they didn't waste much time at all on this move. Um, so I think they, they, they have a plan. They're not just signing and signing. I know the complaint is that this move kind of seems like a middle bill kind of move where – I think the consensus would rather see the Wizards, you know, not be in the middle again, either be competitive or be really, really bad. And that was the complaint that the Wizards got last year. So I, I think it's a fair argument. But um, I think they want to get value out of Kyle Kuzma's contract. And I think that's what I think that's what they want to do. They want to get more assets, more than just a second round pick, because I think you could actually get a first round pick for Kyle Kuzma. I think he's worth that. He was worth that before the before the trade deadline. There certainly were uh, reports coming out that teams were willing to give him a first round pick. Uh, for Kyle Kuzma's services, for sure. Um, my guy Brandon's back in. Did you want to um, pick up where you left off on Monte? <laughs> nah, pick up right over here, man. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all, man. My internet box just went out, and I'm back. <laughs> oh, man, now, um, now, before we get into comments, man, it's just Monte. We all knew it was kind of, kind of happening, man. So, right, hundred percent, yeah. Um, yeah, I know your Wi-Fi is good. It's not. It's not any funky like 7-Eleven type Wi-Fi. I know you got good Wi-Fi, so this, this doesn't happen much, you know. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, some actually Zay Tobin said a good thing about the lineup, and I think that's interesting. I think we'll definitely break that down um, during the season. Gallinari's still on the roster, of course. Um, where's Bilal going to fit in? You know, that's a good question. Johnny Davis, a lot of people are starting to forget about Johnny Davis. Where does he fit in? Because Landry Schmidt is still on the roster. Uh, so how many minutes does Shamet, Shamet get? Jordan Poole's got to play at least 30 to 35, really to almost 40 minutes a game. Kyle Kuzma's going to play 35 minutes a game. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a little murky right now as far as the minutes right now. So what are your thoughts on the rotation uh, early? Yeah, it's murky, man, because, you know, where do you play Shamet without having to take minutes from young guys? You know what I mean? So that that's a big question. Um, Where is Muscala? Does he back up Gaff? Is it going to be Vucevic? So I think there's a lot of questions, man. You know, I think a part of me thinks that they should try to make a, maybe another consolidation trade and kind of clear up the roster. But because, I, you know, I'm very intrigued. I mean, obviously, 
we're going to have more of a better view on Vucevic after Summer League because I'm very excited to see Vucevic and uh, Koulibaly in Summer League, man. I'm very excited. So I think a lot of that's going to be cleared up because, you know, very well, if you see um, Vucevic have a strong Summer League, you know, he could be moved up the depth chart. But, you know, right now it's, it's solid, man. You know, I, it appears that, you know, hey, Jones is that guy, man. <laughs> you know, he's that guy, the starting point guard. And, you know, Jordan Poole's the two guard. So you know, I, this is not a garbage squad, man. You know, I like Jordan Poole, and, you know, I think Kuz come back. It's not going to be a garbage squad. It's going to be fun to watch. So, but it's going to be interesting what he do with Muscala and, um, you know, going forward, man. It just is because I, I like to, I want to see, uh, you know, Vucevic back up Gaff eventually even when he's ready because, I mean, he's just his, – his talents are real, man. I'm trying to tell you, if he can find how to play defense, man, I mean, Vucevic can play some basketball, man. I was looking at his tape today, man. So, you know, he can definitely play some ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vucevic can play, man. Muscala's on the roster. Gallinari's on the roster. I see somebody comments and saying, "Why, um, why, uh, why does Shamit need to play?" I mean, he, he doesn't necessarily have to play, but he's, he's on the roster. You know, he's another guy. I don't see you getting much assets for him either. But you know, they brought him here for a reason, so they may have a plan for him. But right now, it's 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 not a lot of minutes to go around, honestly. Because you, you, you look at the shooting guard depth chart. In NBA TV, they, they put up a depth chart already, too. And they, they didn't even put Johnny Davis on the depth chart. Um, they forgot to put him on there. Now, like I said, NBA TV is not gospel, so I wouldn't go by what they put up on there. Um, you know, Tommy Shepard was on there. But, yeah, I mean, you if you got <laughs> Shamet at two, <laughs> if you got Shamet at the two and behind Jordan Poole, you got Johnny Davis at the two, then, yeah, it, it is weird. And they're already saying in a press conference, like, um, Will Dawkins already said that he wants Bilal to have the ball in his hands and be a guard. So is Bilal a three or a two, or can he play two, three, four? He can guard one through five. So And, and Kuz played a lot of positions, too. You know, he played center as well. The Thunder played a lot of small ball. And with this team, I want to see them push the pace still. I want to see them push the pace with Tyus, Poole, Kuz, Gaff runs a lot, too. Is West Hunsell Jr. finally going to push the pace? Um, and you still got DeLon right on the roster, too. So, yeah, we got a lot of guys, and you add Patrick Baldwin in the mix, Ryan Rollins in the mix, uh, Quentin Jackson. A lot of people have been commenting a lot about Quentin. I love Quentin Jackson, but, you know, where is he going to get minutes, too? So, yeah, it's a lot of question marks. It's it's a it's a, it's a a rebuilding year, so I'm going to just trust in the process and see what these guys do, man. Personally, my personal rotation, I don't have one yet. It's so early. Summer League hasn't even started yet, so we got to see how these guys play. Like you said, Vucevic and Blau, we got to see how these guys play in the Summer League. Are they ready yet? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of things to figure out. It's a lot of things. Is, is Gallo gonna get bought out? You know, we'll see. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 tired of trying to create a point guard here, man. Like we, we we tried that with Johnny. We we know he's not a point guard. Don't try to make Bilal a point guard, man. Use utilize mm-hmm. that size. Utilize mm-hmm. his size and his skill set, man. He's got a, a look at his. I mean, with seven two England. I mean, come on now. Nah, I, you know when I read that, man, I was like, come on, man. We doing this all over again? Nah, I mean, let, let him be a two or three. Utilize his his height, man. I mean, he's still growing. You know, utilize that. You know, you know, I don't want him bring the ball up. You know, let him be that scorer, man. Let him be that slasher. You know, don't try to make him a point mm-hmm. guard, man. But um, yeah, looking forward, man. Looking at this depth chart, man. I, I just don't see it going. You know, going forward, man. Long term, I don't see where Shemet fits. I don't see where Muscala fits. You know, it's a rebuild or it's supposed to be a rebuild. So let Vucevic back up Gaff. You know, let Johnny get those minutes at the two on, on the second unit. You know, let Koulibaly get those minutes at the three. I just – I don't really see where Schmidt fits. I, You know, I, I think that he needed to do another consolidation trade. I don't mm-hmm. see where they fit because, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, Kuz and him potentially taking away minutes. I see Muscala and Schmidt taking away minutes from young guys 
if not as much more than Kuzma because you can fit around Kuzma, man. You know, like like you know, we were talking about earlier, depending on the matchup, you know, you could play Kispert or Denny at the three because I'm assuming they're gonna play Kuz at the four. So you can miss a match there. You're not really taking you know a lot of minutes away from them because they're gonna depending on the matchup, they're gonna get their minutes. But you know, Vucevic, I think that they need to look at him because that before Jay Huff was, you know, non-tendered, I thought he was a candidate to backup gap, man. I just, I'm, you know, Muscala, he's a stretch five. I was, you know, mad respect, but I've never been a big Muscala fan because I've never been a big stretch four or five guy. You know, I think that you need to be able to at least play average defense in the NBA. I mean, to not be able to defend is just abysmal to me. I mean, that's my thing. You know, and looking at Vucevic, you know, I get it. You know, he's not known for his defense, but being a young guy and you're rebuilding, develop that. And you develop that with him getting playing minutes. So that's where I'm at, man. I think Muscala and Shemet, I think they need to explore maybe moving him and get some more assets because I just don't see where they fit long-term. You know, I would, re- I would rather see Johnny Davis get minutes than Shemet, you know, because mm-hmm. Johnny Davis needs minutes. You know, you right. best believe he definitely needs minutes. And the same thing with Kodabali. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. E. Oh, I'm, I'm going to, matter of fact, real quick, man, I'm going to let a couple of um, comments real quick. <laughs> My man Sheldon T said he was in the neighbor's <laughs> Wi-Fi. That's what I said. I, I, I said you don't have the Seven Eleven Wi-Fi. I was trying to say that, you know, right? <laughs> man, they, my, you know what it is, man. It, it's summertime, and you know, man, all the kids are home using the internet, man. So they got me today. So, but I got you, <laughs> right? And there's there's a couple other guys that we're forgetting that may be, you know, not surprised to forget. You know, Anthony Gill is still on the roster technically. Like Xavier Cooks is going to is going to be playing in the summer league, so. Those are guys that could potentially suit up on game day. So um, they still got a hands full with the roster. Um, will they sign another free agent? I doubt it. But, yeah, it's just – it's a lot of guys. Excuse me. It's a lot of guys on the um, on the roster. But, yeah, we'll get into starting five. I mean, did you want to just quickly say who you – if you had a guess to starting five, who do you think? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, if, if I was setting this starting five, man, I would definitely have Jones at point guard. Mm-hmm. Ties at that point, um, because I think he's ready. You know, he's been he wanted that he's wanted that chance over the last couple of years to be a starter, and I think this is the best time to give him that opportunity. Uh, Jordan pulled the three or no, hold on, no, two. My bad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking ahead real quick. Um, at the three, man, that's tough, man, because there's pros and cons to each one. Mm-hmm. With Kispert, you got more shooting, but you're not going to be the best defensively. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But Denny, it really depends on the step that Denny takes. You know, if he if he works on that shot and if he works on that left hand, then I would love him be the three of the future, you know, for a young squad, man. But again, um, who's at the four, obviously, and then Gaff at the five. That would be my starting five, man. It's just it's it's tough with the three because man, you want to say Kispert, but then you all you, with uh Poole and Jones, man, then you're just not gonna be a good defensive unit. So you gotta have some defense, you gotta have a stop on there. So I guess I'm leaning with Denny starting at the three, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like Denny off the bench, honestly. I thought Denny was really good off the bench uh, last year. You know, he can be in that point forward role um, playing with a second unit, you know, whether it is Shamat or Johnny Davis out there. And, um, you know, they didn't they didn't extend a qualifying offer to Jay Huff. So Jay Huff is an unrestricted free agent. That's a guy who I really think they should bring back, um, even if it's a one-year deal or a two-way contract or whatever. Um, I think he's a guy that could develop behind uh, Daniel Gaffer. I think that's a guy you'd probably rather give minutes to rather than Mike Muscala. Um, so I, I think Danny would be good off the bench, just being a point forward, getting the boards, pushing, could have the ball in his hands more. Because for the argument where he's not going to have the ball in his hands with Kuz, that is true. He's not going to have the ball in his hands with Poole out there. You know, Poole likes to dance and 
you know, do and one mixtape stuff. You know, that's just you're, you're going to get that from Jordan Poole, you know. So that could take away from Denny getting the ball in his hands. And Tyus Jones is a point. And, and Tyus Jones is a pass first point guard. So a lot of people complain about him getting a lot of shots up. He's he's going to shoot the ball, but he's his he 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 is aggressive when Jaw didn't play. But when Jaw's there, he's looking to he's looking to push. He's looking to pass. So I, I think with this team, his role, he may be looking to go out there and score. I don't know, but I feel like he's going to come out there looking to get the ball to pull, looking to get the ball to Kuz and other guys. That's just my feeling on Tyus Jones. But he can definitely score. He can he can get to the basket. He can shoot the three. He's got a mid range game, floaters, all that. That's his game. So I, I don't really see him really taking a lot of stuff away from young guys, in my opinion, from Tyus Jones. But that's just my take on Tyus. Um, but as far as starting, it, it's a prove-it-show year for Denny. If he goes out there and, shoot, and shoots 29% from the three, then, yeah, it's hard to argue for him to start. Um, and that's where I'm at with him. And then, Corey, of course, yes, the defense is going to be atrocious. But once again, I mean, we're a team that's rebuilding. We're a team that's looking to see what we got in the young guys. So I know it, it may be a, a type of system where you just roll the ball out and see who can get to 120 points first. But this is kind of the year to do it. So uh, that's where I see the starting spot. But I'll say this, man. We were talking about Denny. I'm, I'm going to say this, man. Um, I say put him at the three. Look, this is a contract year. This is year four. Mm-hmm. All right? It behooves him to work on his game in the offseason. No more excuses. That's why I put him in the three. Because, look, you know, if you, if you want to get that bag, then you got you to gotta show that you're trying to improve your game. You know, if he comes out and he's flat, then he very well could be on his way out of here by the deadline, too. I'm just saying that that's where I'm at with it, you know, as far as – because, look, this is year four. He's on a contract year. So, I think it's showing proof for him. I, it really behooves him to go into the offseason and work on his game. Work on the left hand, work and finishing through contact and really work on that shot. But I think we really need to take the kid gloves off Denny, man. You know, the development's over. It's year four. You know, if he doesn't take that step this year, then he is what he is in a basketball sense. And so, that's why I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of moving towards Denny out of instead of Kisper, man, because I think – Put him in the fire. It's year four. Mm-hmm. Look, you want to get paid? Look, I'm not trying to pay a guy who is still trying to develop, man. No, nah, I mean, nah. Year four, you you need to work on your game, man. And so that's where I'm at, man. I like Denny, man. I know some people going to be like, ah, whatever. But, you know, I like Denny. But the thing is, this is the National Basketball Association. This is a job. You know, you got to work on your craft. And so if you want to get the bag, then you got to earn the bag. So that's why I think that, look, day one, they need to put Denny as a starting three. That's just my opinion, man, because it's year four. You know, you're in the contract year. You want to get paid? No, no more kid gloves. No more bench time. No, he ain't hiding on the bench no more. No, you need to get out there and show us what you got. You know, and that's my opinion. But that's where I'm at, man, because I, I, at times we kind of kid gloving him, man. Look, this, this is your pro. Work with your left hand. Blau got a left hand. I mean, it was from, you know, that's my man. And I'm a, I'm a Denny fan. I like Denny, man. I think he's a really humble young man who's got potential, man. But no, no more this baby no more, man. No, 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 no. Put him in the starting unit. You know, you know, people say that he, you know, a lot of put, people put him up there as being the special product. Okay, fair enough. Start him, you know, and see what we got after 25 games. That's where I'm at, you know, because I'm not paying a guy who's sitting on the bench. Now, if you want to get that bag from my organization, then you need to start and show some improvement. That's where I'm at. So <laughs> that would be my change at the starting five. E. Yeah, the, the only thing I'll say is, they they started him last year, so um, and it worked a little bit, and then it didn't. And then West made changes to it, and I thought that lineup played better with Gaff and and, and um, Porzingis. Honestly, I thought I thought Porzingis started to play better, uh, and we got some better shooting out of that lineup. Even though Gaffer's not going to shoot, I thought the shooting was better. You know, 
after that. And it was it was hard to play Denny because he just wasn't a threat. You look at the Lakers game against LeBron, and LeBron didn't even go out there. I mean, I can't blame him now. Denny had his turbo moments, but we'll talk more about the starting five. Um, I'll, I'll get to a couple of comments here. D talks a lot. He said, excited for the summer league. I like the Kuzumu too. In winger, we trust. Shout out to my guy, D. Make sure you guys subscribe to him on YouTube as well. I'm excited for the summer league too. I really am. I really am. I'm super excited. Um, and we'll, we'll read a guy who doesn't like the move because we want to get all sides of the uh, opinions here. So a lot of this really 50-50 from what I saw. Of course, I was on Twitter and looking at stuff. Or, you know the things going on with they're trying to limit characters and limit what you can see on Twitter and all that stuff. Um, but Zohar Ayelin says signing Kuzma is a really bad move. Are they looking to flip the contract at some point or are they really are they not really rebuilding? So my answer to that is I think they're looking to flip the contract. Now they brought in Chris Paul. Uh, if you look at the Thunder, what they did a couple of years ago, they, they brought in Chris Paul. This may not correlate or be similar at all, but they had Chris Paul. They let Chris Paul play for about a year. They made the playoffs. I don't think the Wizards will make the playoffs this year, but it's just an example. And, of course, Chris Paul is better than Kyle Kuzma, so I don't want you guys to be like, oh, yeah, Chris Paul is way better. Yes, I get that. That's that's true. At that time, yes, Chris Paul was more valuable than uh, Kuzma. And Chris Paul really didn't get much back in the trade. I got to look at the trade that they made eventually when they traded Chris Paul away from the Thunder. Now, um, that's what I'm looking at. It. They're going to let Kuzma play. He's going to put up numbers. He's probably going to average about 23, 25. Him and Poole probably going to average 25 points. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, a team that is looking to make the playoffs or make a playoff push, they're, they're going to come calling Winger, Dawkins, and Schlenk. And I think they will offer a, a first-round pick. That's, that's just my prediction before the trade deadline. Or if yeah. not before the trade deadline, in the offseason. I mean, I, I just don't see where it's not a good move because my thing is this. They had to spend the cash. I mean, if they're not going to spend it on Kuz, who are you going to spend it on? I mean, he already has shown leadership, man, which is key in a young rebuilding team. He already has chemistry with his locker room. He has chemistry with his coaching staff. I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I can see why, to a certain degree, why people will be skeptical, but that's the thing. You had to spend that cash. You know, I, I know that Houston, outside of a year that you were, you didn't have to spend 90% of your cap. Houston doesn't make those moves. You know, Houston's not making those moves this year if you don't have to spend 90% of your cap. So, I mean, I think it's a, a win-win for this organization because, you know, going forward, you got a guy who can play some basketball. He's not scrub. You know, he's going to be in, entertaining the, the watch, matching him up with Jordan Poole. And then, two, if you want to flip him at the deadline, you're going to get value. You're going to get value for him. So, I think it's a win-win, man. I, I don't I'm, – I'm behind. You know what? I'm, I really – I'm putting my faith behind this front office, man. You know, <laughs> I, I'm glad I can say that. Years under Tommy, man. I was just confused half the time, but I, I'm I'm putting my faith in this, in this front office, man, because I like where they're going. So, oh, mm -hmm. right. Uh, <laughs> so, my man, D oh. said, "What Monte go for a half a dozen of Krispy Kreme donuts?" Yeah, basically that. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically that. Basically that. And I'm I'm really not surprised. I'm not angry or mad at it. Once again, we get another second round pick, so we can just accumulate more seconds i hope we can finally finally get a first in a trade uh this season that's what i'm hoping for from coos either this season or or next season that's what i'm hoping for now i'm still optimistic man you know like i said i think it's a good move it's a great move for this team going forward man so um before we roll man you see any other comments you want to answer real quick um no uh somebody said gafford is my guy but he, he's mad soft man like marshmallows I don't agree with that, but I do think the team doesn't have a lot of toughness on the team. I, I do agree with that. Um, I think it was kind of that way last year. We don't have a lot of toughness or um, grit and grind. We don't have a lot of mean guys on the roster. 
But um, like I said, I think some of the guys just got to develop that. So we'll see what happens. And, and we're we're in year one of a of of a new front office building the team. So um, I, I would not say Gaff is 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 is, is you know Charmin. I, I don't believe that. But yeah, mm. I, I think I'm good. We'll we'll talk more. <laughs> we'll talk more about stuff <laughs> uh, on the next episode. Yeah, man, I don't think he's soft, man. Man, man, Gaff ain't soft, man. <laughs> I mean, look. John Poole got some got a little dog to him, man. He be talking yeah, some yeah. stuff, man. I mean, if you could tell, if you could tell um them cats in Golden State the way he did, I'm just saying, look, he got a little attitude to him, man. You know, Kuzma got a little attitude. Look, and don't forget Vucevic, man. He's Serbian, man. The Serbians, man, they got they get a little edge to him, man. I'm just saying, you know, give him a chance. You know, we'll see. I, I like what they're building, man. Before we roll, I like what they're building, man. I like the moves this offseason. Yeah. I think Kuz, I, I'll be totally transparent before we roll, man. Yeah, at first I was like, what? We brought back Kuz because this is supposed to be a rebuild, and I get it, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the reports of the 90% of the cap, I get it. And I'd rather bring back a familiar face than bring back, you know, strangers that really don't fit the mold of what we're trying to do going forward. So I think it's a great move, man. And I think that, you know, I like the direction of the team. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and roll, y'all. Definitely appreciate everybody tonight, man. I know – um, Y'all waiting for us to push us out, man. So definitely appreciate y'all showing up, man. We got 186 people in the queue right now. So definitely appreciate y'all taking the time to watch us and chop it up with us tonight. So um, thank you for making the Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are going to chop it up with Locked On Warriors. And we're going to talk about Jordan Poole and what he can bring to the 202. So again, we appreciate y'all, man. And we will see y'all later. Definitely check out the episode tomorrow about Jordan Poole. So again, I hope everybody has a good night. Hail to the Wizards and peace.